Luke chapter 2, verse 10, which simply says, But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news, and here it is, of great joy, of great joy for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem. You know, there's a lot of passages when I think about joy. Honest to goodness, if you have a good concordance, you can look up the word joy and you'll find, you'll find dozens of references and very good ones talking about joy. But I also want to bring a, a little sense of balance into this message somewhat early on here and present a message with some realism because I realize you and I walk out of these doors, not everything next week is going to be joy. Not everything is going, we're not going to go out and click our heels every morning that we get up and evening when we finish up. There's going to be some challenges next week and we all know it. And so when I come along and say, God wants you to walk and to live in joy, I don't mean that we're trying to forget the problems that may come along, the heartaches that may appear, the challenges, all of these things, all of the discouragements. I came across some things here. You talk about discouraging, let me give you a couple of them here. You turn on the morning news and they're displaying emergency routes out of the city. That's discouraging. Your boss meets you at the door and tells you there's no need to take off your coat today. That would be discouraging. That would be discouraging. Your horn gets stuck in traffic while you're following a group of hell's angels. That's discouraging. That would be, that's a, that puts you off. And you know what? I did this week. I did this. I, I rarely go to a doctor. I mean, it's just rare. But I was having this sinus thing that was just driving me crazy. And so I felt like I better get this thing. I've had a little problem with this before, but this thing was something else. So I went into the doctor. It, what happens when you go into the doctor's office? Do they ask, are you bleeding somewhere? Are you sick? Are you, are you going to fall down? Are you going to, what, what do they ask? Get on the scale. <laughs> Is, am I right? Get on the scale. I've got a sinus infection. I don't need to get on the scale. If you get rid of my sinus infection, I could probably drop five pounds. <laughs> get on the, it is, isn't it? Get on the scale. It's discouraging. You get on the scale, digital readouts. It says tilt. <laughs> That's a discouraging moment. It was even more discouraging. This scale has to be off of this doctor office up here. I know that the one in Des Moines are better. The last one here, you call the suicide prevention line and they put you on hold. You're having a bad day. You're having a bad day. You know, God is real forthright with us. You know, the thing I love about the Bible, the Bible doesn't hide anything. The Bible just tells it like it is. And the Bible tells me, when I read it, and you read it too, it's going to tell me there's going to be days of discouragement. There's going to be days when it just doesn't go well. 
there's going to be days that that uh, that's going to <clears throat> that's uh, that storms are going to rise within us. There's going to be days in which whatever you had planned isn't going to go as planned. There's going to be those days, and they're frustrating, and they can become discouraging. But God still provides with us his joy. Listen to what Psalm 30 and verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy, joy comes in the morning. In other words, it's not weeping all night, weeping all day, weeping for the next month. It's joy comes in the morning. God brings joy back into our lives. And one of the benefits of Advent, one of the benefits of Christmas is that I think it can help us get a focus and renew a focus here. Because God brings to us hope, he brings to us love, he brings to us joy. And listen to me, my joy is not found in some relationship. uh, I'm sorry, my joy is found in my relationship with Jesus. It is found in in my walk with him. And it isn't something that I'm going to unwrap that's under the tree. That may bring me happiness. That may bring me a a, a moment of pleasure and all of these other things. But it's not joy. It just is not joy. My joy does not hinge on circumstances because circumstances sometimes can just literally suck the joy out of you. It can drain you of all of these things. If the ultimate source of your joy is in your marriage, but what happens when your marriage begins to crumble and fail and, and all kinds of other things? Joy is, your happiness is gone. Or in your finances. Or in your business. What happens when your business turns sour? Our happiness goes. People seeking joy in other people and circumstances need to be reminded that they may not be able to deliver that special joy that you had hoped for. The ultimate source of joy is in Christ. You know what would bring you joy? And I told you I was going to promote Christmas Eve one. I'll tell you what will bring you joy. You invite somebody to join with you. And at the end of that service, that person responds to Christ. Do you realize what you just did? You were a part of the change of eternity in that person's life. That's big. That's huge. That's joy. You're going to walk out of this place realizing realizing that because of your simple, simple little invitation to bring your neighbor has brought you just an unspeakable amount of joy. I don't know if I've ever, I don't think I've ever told you this, but when I was a kid, my dad farmed in Beaver Township on that road that goes to Thor. And um, our neighbor invited us to a Christmas Eve service at a church that was maybe a mile east of where we farmed. It's a country church, it's no longer there. And I remember going to that church that night. I, folks, I tell you what, that memory is so vivid, it's like a DVD replaying in my head right now. I can tell you where we sat. I can tell you, I can tell you how, the, 
how the uh, altar area was arranged. I can tell you where that Christmas tree was. I can tell you the decorations that were on it. I can tell you the songs they sung. Because that night had such a profound impact in my life. And it was just because a neighbor said, we have church at our church, would you like to come? And I have no idea why my folks said yes. I have no clue. But they did. And they brought us two boys. And we sat there. <clears throat> and that's been probably 60 years ago. And I remember the details today. It was that profound in my life. And those are the things that you can do. And those are the things that can bring joy into our hearts and into our lives. You know, the Hebrew language is, a, is somewhat complicated, and that's probably an understatement. It has more words for joy and rejoicing than any other language. In fact, if you look up, if you, if you do try to study he, uh, the Hebrew language, you'll discover that the la- Hebrew language has 27 different words for the word joy. 27. People who place their trust in Christ can live their lives <clears throat> in joy no matter what the world throws at them. Because we see things in a whole different light. I'm not saying that we don't, I'm not saying that we don't get sick. I'm not saying that we don't have sadness. I'm not saying that we don't have disappointment. But I'm telling you, 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 your focus comes from an entirely different direction, entirely different perspective, and it changes everything. The word happy, the word happy comes from the word that, it comes from a little three-letter word named hap. That's it, hap. And that literally means chance. Happiness is a part of what we call chance. You get it? It's chance. And it actually says happiness is a good feeling that depends on something else good happening. That's happiness. Happiness is an emotion, and there's nothing wrong with emotion. There's nothing wrong with happiness either. I'm not knocking it, but we need to understand it also hinges on an event or a circumstance or something like that that can change. Joy is very different. Joy is something much deeper. In Luke chapter 1, there's a story of Zacharias and Elizabeth. It's an interesting little story. Uh, we, we don't always talk about this all this much, uh, Elizabeth would eventually become the uh, mother of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a cousin to Jesus. So there's a, there is a connection here. Zechariah was the temple priest, and he and his wife were really getting pretty old. And, and uh, God says to, Eliz- uh, to Zechariah one day, he says, uh, here's, here's big news. I'm a little paraphrase here. Here's some big news for you. Your wife's going to have a baby. And his wife had never had a child. And, and in that culture, that was, that was a kind of a, that was kind of a, a bad thing. Uh, being childless was something that was looked up, down upon. And old Zacharias, he kind of laughed at the whole idea. 
And so God says, okay then, Zachariah, you're not going to say anything for the next six, nine months. And Zachariah couldn't talk anymore. And he's the pastor. <laughs> you see, God, I think God has a sense of humor in this, don't you? So Elizabeth gets pregnant, and it's John the Baptist, as you know, and Mary and all of this stuff, they get together. The angel of God came and all of this thing, and when John was born, Zachariah could talk again. It's like, see, I told you so. This is how this is going to work. Emmanuel means God with us, doesn't it? God with us. So let me go through these. Let me kind of roll through these right now. What is the source of our joy? I want to ask you, what would you give to know such a joy? It's likely that most of us will not see joy happen in the miraculous way that Mary did or Elizabeth did or any of this thing. But listen to what Peter says. Here's this. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe him and are filled. And here it is. Is it on the screen? I don't think I did that. Filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. Say that with me. Inexpressible and glorious joy. Inexpressible. Glorious joy. For you receiving the end result of your faith. That's big. That's huge. That's something you can't dig out of a person. That's something that is so deeply embedded within our life. Our life becomes saturated with the presence and the work and the joy of God. You can't, you can't wring that out. Because it's not based on a circumstance. It's not based on, oh, I got a new car, so now I'm really happy. And you can pull out of the parking lot and wham, it's not new anymore. It's different. It runs deep. We love to be happy, but happiness comes and happiness goes, and it goes pretty fast sometimes. Joy includes happiness, but joy is that which is rooted in gratitude and meaning and hope-filled, especially centered on God. This week on Wednesday, Joan and I visited an elderly saint in our church, and she's 90. And I dropped in on her, we dropped in on her, gave her a call, came over to her house. I just love visiting with her husband passed away about a year ago. And just a wonderful, godly woman. And I knew that she had been to uh, uh, an appointment at the Mayo, and I also knew from her son that it didn't go all that well. And we were sitting there, talking to Betty. And she said to me, you know, she said to me, she said, Pastor, I have so much joy in my life, and I have so much peace. I'm so glad they can't operate. I just love God, and I'm at peace, and I have joy in my life. I have everything you could imagine. 
And I've sat in that little farmhouse living room on many occasions, talking about all kinds of stuff. But the joy and the peace of God, I'm telling you, I, I, I feel like you could pick it up and you could fold it up and put it in a box. And then you could fill another box with it because it just doesn't quit. Folks, that's the real stuff. That's, that's not based on a good report from the, from the Mayo. It's based on that great relationship with Christ that's permeated, that's saturated her life for years. Isn't that grand? I'll tell you what, that's living. That's living. Joy can defy our circumstances. We've talked a lot about the difference between happiness and joy. But I want you to take this home. Joy defies circumstance. And that's kind of what I was talking about uh, just a moment ago with Betty there. Joy is what flows deep, even in the face of challenges that come into our, into our life and the hardship. Joy is drawn from Jesus. Joy comes from God and what God puts in your heart in your life. I sat with Gordy Jacobson this morning, really early at the hospital in Fort Dodge. Gordy's, Gordy's been going through it. And pneumonia's come up again. And I said, Gordy, how you feeling? He says, I don't feel so great. But you know, Pastor, I feel great about God. Oh boy, that's something that's woven deep inside your spirit and your heart. It wasn't because the doctor said, your lungs are all clear, you can go home. Because they're not. Pray for Gordy. They really need our prayer. Joy tells us that God eventually is going to make things right and it's going to get headed in the right direction. So tell me, what are the circumstances that you're going through now? What are they? And I'm sure in this room and in this group, there are people that are going through different things, different circumstances, and they're difficult. They're hard. I'm not trying to make light of them. I'm not trying to brush them off and say, oh, you should squat and laugh. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying there is a relationship that comes with Christ that is so much deeper than the things that are coming at us on a daily basis. I'm inviting you to take a look at another angle at what's happening and ask God to give you a viewpoint to show you the big picture on this thing. This was the message of the angels, wasn't it? To those shepherds. And by the way, you know, you heard me talk about angels last week a little bit. You know, one angel shows up, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You walk out in the parking lot tonight and an angel shows up, I guarantee you'll never forget it. You, you, this, this, this date on December 15th will be absolutely burned into your brain. But folks, not one angel showed up. The Bible says, a heavenly host. And if you look that up and discover that, we're talking about thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels show up 
And I'm telling you, these are brilliant. This is LED plus and times whatever. And the voices, the noise. Tremendous announcement. It's God with us brings us joy. Don't be afraid. And finally, I want to relate this to you. Joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. I want you to know it's a choice, and that means it's an action. It's something that we do. It's not just sitting here on the front row and say, I have joy. It's something that we do. It's something that we walk in, we live in. We respond to life in joy. Remember when Mary at Elizabeth's house and Mary said this, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. This is an active form here. Joy is active. Mary chose to embrace joy in her life. You know, I spent several years in the army and there's an old army thing that happens and it happens to the sort of the Gomer pile that every unit has one. It's an old army thing. The sergeant comes out, you're in a formation, you're in a line, you're standing at attention. He says, I need a volunteer to step forward and the whole line steps back. And there's one guy, there's always one guy, he didn't get the message and he's out there all by himself. Thanks for volunteering. The best piece of advice when I went into the military was never volunteer for anything. And I think that still holds. He just volunteered. I think Mary could have looked at her situation like that. Okay? She didn't ask to be the mother of Jesus. She didn't ask that. But she was. And she didn't understand all of the ramifications that was going on in that child that she was carrying. She didn't, un you hear what the Bible says? She pondered these things in her heart. She kept doing that. This is the mother of Jesus. This is the mother of Christ. That's going to be there all through his life. That was the mother that's going to be standing at the cross. When Jesus said to his faithful disciple, John, take care of my mother. She saw it all. And I can't help but believe that her thoughts may have leaped backward 33 years to that little tiny baby as she held in her hands for the very first time. This is the savior of the world. And this is what it means. That's powerful. I make a choice. I choose joy. I choose to rejoice. I choose to focus on God. I choose to walk in his presence. I make a choice. I'm around all kinds of people, as you well know. Some people don't choose much of anything except complain and all kinds of stuff going on in their life. Choose joy. Choose. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. That's twice. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 12 says, Rejoice in this confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. We're just beginning. With the mess- but the message is still the same. Tiffany, would you return, please? I want to challenge you today. I want to just leave with you a very, very simple challenge. And you've heard me talk about it for the last 25 minutes. A simple challenge that simply says, choose joy. Choose, make a choice. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice as we await the the arrival of Christ. As we celebrate his birth, let's celebrate it with joy. Choose, make a choice. God is with us, and it's a joy that flows deep because God is always with us. He doesn't walk out on us. There's people probably sitting in here tonight that you tripped up pretty good this week. But God didn't say, okay, I've had enough. That's it. I'm tired of this. That's not God. That's not the God of this book anyway. This is a God who says, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to your life. I'm committed to what you're doing. If I need to correct you, then I'll correct you. But I'm committed to loving you. I'm committed to seeing this joy grow in your life. I'm committed to seeing this joy sustain you and make a difference in your life. That's what God does. That's what God does. Would you bow your heads with me in prayer? Our Father, we thank you tonight for giving us the word of God. We thank you for this simple themed message. God with us brings joy. You also bring hope. You also give peace. So Father, I thank you tonight. I ask you in the name of Jesus. Without a question, there may be people in this room tonight that uh, just uh, seems like uh, joy has run real low. Circumstances situations have come tumbling into their life. Father, I pray that you are the God who would restore joy. Restore that tonight. Father, I pray for people tonight who perhaps need Jesus Christ to forgive them of their sin and to redeem their lives to give them a new hope and a new promise and joy. Father, help somebody to pray tonight, Jesus, come into my life. I want you to save me from my sin. I admit it, that I am a sinner, and I want Christ to save my life and my soul. I believe that he died for me that he arose from the dead tonight tonight in this place in this church i simply say jesus be the lord of my life come and live in my heart live there forever i promise to live for you i pray this in jesus name amen